We're talking cricket on the program now, and a very interesting situation between Australian and Afghan cricket. Mark Howard from Fox Sport Cricket to join the broadcast now, and it's very much in balance. This, I suppose, it's a a tour just to get things up and running for the Australians before they head into the Ashes. So it does have a reasonable amount of import about it. Mark, what's your opinion on this as far as how it's going to go? What do you believe Australian cricket are going to do? Well, firstly, nice to speak with you, mate, again, and thanks for having me on. And I know, uh, like we are, uh, a lot of your listeners are in lockdown, so hopefully that situation is taken care of really soon. Uh, it's a really difficult one, and it divided a lot of people. I, I think, to be completely frank, I think the ICC needs to take charge. I think it becomes very difficult leaving it up to separate boards, like Cricket Australia having to make decisions on relations to what's happening politically in Afghanistan is fraught with danger, and it's a really difficult situation. The, the cricket part of me, the, the pure cricket fan and cricket commentator, I would love nothing more than see Afghanistan and Rashid Khan and Mohammed Nabi and these guys play a test match in Tasmania, the the, uh, the home state of the Australian captain, Tim Hayne, his first opportunity to do that, play in front of his home fans. But equally, the political situation, and, and there's some pretty strict rules in place about uh, letting men and women obviously play cricket, and if uh, the new regime in Afghanistan is not wanting to do that, then you know that makes it a really difficult situation too. So I... I I'd be interested to know what you think, but I think it needs to be led by the ICC rather than separate governing bodies. And they're going to need to make a decision with the T20 World Cup coming up prior to that. Yeah, they do. Well, Greg Barclay's a Kiwi. He's up the top of that um, pyramid at the ICC. And yeah. he was talking today saying, well, at the moment, it's business as usual. We haven't made a decision, but I would urge that they do something quickly because they are the head of the snake. They need to work it out. It's their game, is it not? Yeah, well, they need to be the ones to lead with policy, don't they? I think, it's, as I said, it's it's really difficult for individual boards to have to go down that path. So hopefully the ICC gives some direction. But as I said, I think as cricket fans, we'd love to see Afghanistan out here, but we don't want to see it at the expense of the game growing in Afghanistan and, and people not being allowed to play, in this particular instance, the female population of Afghanistan. But it's really hard. You see so much conflicting information from the, from the spokespeople in Afghanistan and the new Taliban regime about what or what isn't going to be allowed. So someone's going to have to make a pretty bold decision and it's going to upset people one way or the other. If it goes ahead people will be outraged. If it doesn't go ahead, people will be outraged. You're knee deep, ankle deep. Hold on, let's go. Your eyeball, you're pate deep yeah. in cricket over there. Let's get real about this. What's the general cricket consensus among among cricketing folk about this? We're still divided, and I think it's really, really difficult to ask the players. I, I noticed the Australian captain, Tim Payne, who is a wonderful captain and a wonderful leader and just a wonderful, genuine Aussie bloke, but it's really difficult for him to have to wade into an international political situation. He made some comments that were quickly rebutted by various members of Afghanistan and their setup and their cricket team. So I think it's really difficult for the players. They're not international statesmen to have to be put on the chopping block like this. And I think that's the position Tim found himself in. He was good enough to address the questions. I think, as I said, pure cricket fans would love to see cricket and would love to see Afghanistan, but it comes with so many strings attached, doesn't it? You know, we've seen it before with, you know, with Zimbabwe with the situation or, or way back well, what happened with apartheid in South Africa. And it still causes angst for people that did and didn't tour those countries. And that was, you know, that, that, that was a long, long time ago. That was in the early 90s and back in the 1980s. So it can be really, really uh, divisive. It says a lot, doesn't it, about the way society is advancing, because you'd suggest 20 years ago, if this was an issue, maybe there wouldn't be so much tumult around it. But now we're very, the equality is huge for all of us here, and we cannot have a situation where men get looked after and, and, and women don't. We just won't accept that now. So I think it says a lot for, for Western society and the way we've developed, Mark. 
Yeah, I, I could not agree more. And, you know, I think you could judge New Zealand, but I think that the greatest joy and development in Australian sport in the last 15 years has to see the Australian women performing on the world stage, whether it's the Matildas at the recent Olympics and World Cup led by Sam Kerr or Elise Perry and Alyssa Healy, you know, representing the Australian women's cricket team and New Zealand women's cricket team and women's World Cups in, in so many different sports. So 100 percent, it needs to be the way forward. Obviously, it needs to be the way forward to see equal representation for men and women. You know, I, I actually it's funny that you rang me because I was reading about it yesterday and there's about four different angles coming coming out of Afghanistan at the moment. Some strongly saying, well, no, we will not let women in this country play cricket. Others saying 100% we will let women in this country play cricket and nothing will have changed since the last government. So I don't know how you get a, a beat on those things. I don't know how you get an angle on those things. Yeah, well, that's a really good point. The disinformation, I suppose, that comes out of Afghanistan and, and the current chaotic state it is in, mm. hard to make a, a judgment around that. I suppose from a, a pure a cricket point of view, and we're joined by Mark Howard, Fox Sport Cricket commentator, how important it is for the Australians to have a test match like this um, in their lead-up to the Ashes next year. Is it, is it of huge import? Oh, of course it is. You know, we haven't played a, a test match since um, Richard Pant hit one down the ground and broke Australian hearts in some ways, but then lifted Australian spirits by that brilliant Indian cricket team and the performance they put on these shores. And that was, I'm trying to think when I was commentating, that was January. <laughs> so we're talking November before leading into an Ashes series. Now, England have come off a, a recent series and then what was going to be five test matches, obviously against in, India and got cut short to four. So our boys are coming back from the T20 World Cup potentially. From um, from the IPL, they're coming out of quarantine. The skipper himself's uh, got to have an operation on his back to sort out a problem. Um, so a lot of these boys uh, that are involved in short-form cricket are coming back to the country with a very, very short period of time to quarantine, as we need to do in this country for two weeks, where they can't leave the hotel and can't train ostensibly to st- step into a test match. So I think it's late November and then uh, early to mid-December for the first of the Ashes tests, where that may be. It's yet to be determined, I guess, with everything going on with the borders. So um, our cricketers need every lead-up they can get. Obviously, the Sheffield Shield at the moment, um, the lead-up competition, that's difficult to know because Victoria and New South Wales are in very, very different conditions to the rest of the country. So as a warm-up for the Australian cricket team, well, actually, that's disrespectful. I should rephrase that. As a test match for the Australian cricket team against Afghanistan, it's 100% important. But I also think it's terribly important for Afghanistan to be able to play a test match here on Australian soil against Australia because, you know, you're a cricket fan like I am, mate. To fully and truly grow the game, we need more countries playing. And for the countries of the um, nations developing and working their way through test cricket, they need to be playing test matches against the big boys. It was like when Sri Lanka came in and they were getting smacked and all of a sudden they won a World Cup and, and now they're seen as a test match equal. These countries, these associate countries that have come in and have worked their way up deserve the opportunity. It's so important for them and their cricket as well, which which feeds everything, which feeds the global game, doesn't it? Fraught situation. That's why we're broadcasters and they are administrators and let's hope it gets yeah. sorted out sooner rather than later because, of course, time is of the essence. They've only got so much time. Mark, as always, thanks very much for joining us here on News Talk ZB. You look after yourself. No, I appreciate the conversation. Stay safe, mate, and g'day to all your listeners. I hope you guys are back out to the freedoms you love in that beautiful part of the world really, really soon.